0: Please find the fifth chapter of Matthew. Keep the uh, New Testament open there because we'll be looking at chapter 7, verse 1 in just a minute. But verse 7 of chapter 5, this beatitude. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. The essence of being a Christian and walking after Jesus is my reaction to what He does or my response to what He is. So that if I want to know what I am to be as a Christian and how I am to live, I don't look at other Christians. And I don't go to church dogmas or statements or... um, written expressions of theology. I go to Jesus because of what I'm to be as a Christian is to just respond or react to what he is. That's how he lived his life. He said, I do only what I see my Father do, and I say only what I hear my Father say. What he was saying is this, I just live my life in response to God. And so John could say, we We love him because he first loved us. Our love for God is just our response to his love for us. When Peter says, be ye holy as he is holy, he means that our holiness is a reaction to his holiness. I repeat, the essence of the Christian life is a reaction or a response to what he is, Are what He does. That's why the Beatitudes are so condemning for some of us. Really, the Beatitudes just describe what Jesus is. They are, the Beatitudes are Jesus enfleshed. And nowhere is there any greater evidence of what we're to be like than at this Beatitude. Blessed are the merciful. Because the one characteristic of God is, is mercy. So I want to look at this beatitude then in a very simple outline. First of all, it's definition. What does it mean, mercy, to be merciful? Now I think that some of us uh, have an idea that that means a kind of a live and let live attitude, a tolerance, kind of an easygoing tolerance. And because we know that God is merciful, we kind of uh, pictured Him as a kind of, a, you know, being kind of soft on sin and kind of winking at sin. And that this um, um, glamorized Hollywood concept of, of Jesus is that He is this loving brother who is so tolerant, He just kind of looks away and says, well, boys will be boys, you know. And this what I call humanistic concept of Christianity has produced such songs as this. Though it makes him sad to see the way we live, he'll always say, I forgive. Well, the only thing wrong with that is, it's wrong. It does. It is true that it makes him sad to see the way we live. But unless we repent of sin, he's not going to forgive. I mean... To say that God is merciful doesn't mean that that God is soft on sin or winks at sin. That's not what mercy means. Mercy is the ability to get inside of another person, to get underneath their skin and to see with their eyes and hear with their ears. It's the power to deeply feel with other people and to see life from their viewpoint. It's the ability to, 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 to really feel a fellow feeling with someone. I think you know what mercy is because it's just what you felt when you thought I lost my place. Now, the first time I did this, my wife thought I was having a heart attack. I mean, she, she told me after the service, she said, if you ever do that again, without explaining, without warning me ahead of time, I'm gonna kill you. So, so Friday, I said, well, get ready, Sunday morning, I'm gonna do that. She said, oh no, she said, I'm glad you told me. Just for a minute, did you not feel some embarrassment or discomfort or pain with me? Mercy is the ability to get inside and feel with somebody. It's exactly what God did in the incarnation. And in that moment, an instant of time, he entered humanity so that he's touched with everything and feels everything that we feel. Oh, the wonder of that. He tells about going down the street in San Antonio one day and just felt drawn to go locked in the city of San Antonio. But he stopped that afternoon in Wacholian. He said, I stood on a ground of December the 10th of a little baby, born and died the same day. All it had, no date, no date of birth or death, just the name. She sleeps but rests not. She loved but was loved not. She died as she lived, alone. Said Max World. I wonder if she wrote those words or just lived them. All sleepless nights, empty beds. I wonder how many Grace Llewellyn understands those things. Oh, the wonder of the fact that he feels every black teenager in every ghetto. He's touched in every... The Bible says in all their afflictions, and it's a reference to Israel, in all their afflictions that this God of the universe who stretched it all out into existence, feels but it means more than just pity. If all you have is hypocrisy, because every time this word is used, it's a word that is all, it's love that reaches out. Read with me just from, to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for the body, what use is that? his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren but whoever has this heart against him how does the love of God abide in him? Little children let us not love that verse 17 of 1 John chapter 3 he uses a negative particle that demands mercy if he sees his brother need and does nothing about it and the response that's demanded Mercy is this actualized love that reaches out. And it doesn't mean that we're to give up ourselves in in martyrdom, that we're to give up our lives. What are the characteristics of mercy or the merciful? Second is that he's always ready to forgive. Let me pause. Give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I've never really been both. What he's saying is this, that if a person... Horror. He told about a man who owed his he owed his master the lender ten million dollars, and he went to his lender and he begged, "I can't pay this debt, please." I and he demanded payment. The man said, "I can't pay the debt. Have mercy." It is that we give ourselves to meet that need? I said again and again that. The Beatitudes define our picture skin, and feel their agony to the point that we place our lives, do not judge, lest you be judged. When you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own. The command is, do not judge, and it's an emphatic command. Think about it. <laughs> so, needless to say, I figured they were pretty in- that you're going to be Someone who judges. Now what does that mean to judge? Hey, you're a crook. I wouldn't be judging. That's not judging. If I saw somebody's personal condemnation, it's that and perpetual fault finding. That's what he's talking about. And Jesus said, don't even think about doing that. Judge not, lest you be judged, he said. Using Things that I've ever been through. It was one time I sat through a kind of stuff to pray for them. All of a sudden, as I listened to our discussion, it just, they were doing what they were doing. Anticipating the motivation. The moment I stand in judgment of you, I expose myself to the same judgment. And I found this staggering verse of scripture. Listen, at, listen to it. The good man out of his good treasure brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth what is evil. And I say to you that every careless word that men shall speak, they shall render account for it in the day of judgment. Now what he's saying is this, that when I speak a word of criticism and judgment, I'm going to be judged for it. We don't think that's in the scripture. I mean, we don't even believe that's in the Bible. That's why the Bible is constantly saying to us that we need to set a guard on our lips and a watch at our mouth. That's why James talks about the tongue and the use of of the tongue and speech more than any other subject. That's why he says that a perfect man is a man who can, can... I raise the standard of my own judgment. Now listen to what he said. By the measure, look at it. By the measure you judge others, it will be measured to you. I don't know what you, how you interpret that, but I interpret it like this. By the yardstick that you use to measure what another person does, that same measurement will be applied to your life. Now watch this. When I judge somebody, what I'm doing is demanding perfection of them. I'm demanding perfection of you if I judge you and I'm critical of you. And when I do that, I raise the level of my own judgment. Perfection is demanded of me. Now I don't know about you, but I'd like to have my faults covered by love because I'm not perfect. Jesus says, okay, if you want your faults covered by love, then you begin, you start treating other people like that. See? Well, some of us are merciless in our criticism, and we're merciless in our judgment. And we take into consideration, we do not take into consideration circumstances or human weakness. We're just merciless. And what Jesus is saying, all right, if that's the way you're going to judge others, I'm going to judge you without mercy. Staggering thought. Clovis Chapel tells about the preacher who was in a hurry one morning and he stopped by a little shoe shine stand to get a shoe shine. He was impatient and in a hurry, and the little boot black was, was uh, taking his time. After a while, he looked down at his shoes, and they were w- w- worse than, he, than when he sat down there, just, just total foul up. And so he had a harsh word of criticism to the little boot black, and at that, the boy raised his face for the first time. He discovered that the little boy was crying. It was his tears dropping on the shoes that were messing up. little boy said, I'm sorry, sir, but my mother died this morning. I'm trying to earn enough money to put some flowers on a grave. Clovis Chapel said, the preacher said, after that, my ministry was never the same. I felt as if I were in a battlefield walking around after the battle caring for the wounded and the dying. We're merciless. Taking consideration, no circumstances, no human weakness. This is what Jesus said, okay, you get what you dish out. And there's a third reason why I'm not to judge. And that is because I'm incapable of it. I'm incapable of it. If I'm judging you by my standard and that's the way it is, then I'm, I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm a poor standard by which to judge you. Imperfect as I am. When Jesus is saying, all right, I'll let you determine, I'll let you determine how you want to be treated. I'll treat you like you treat others. That doesn't mean that We're buying from Him mercy. Although He says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive it. For He's not a merchant who sells. He's a Savior who gives. He just means that when you're merciless, it makes it impossible for you to receive mercy. And Gordon Kleiner says, That may be the difference between heaven and hell. He says, There is a fable that... In heaven and in hell, nobody has elbows. And in hell, people starve in the presence of food because the arm won't bend to put the food to the mouth. But in heaven, that's the wonder of it, is that every man sees his brother hungry and he places the food in his brother's mouth, and that's what Jesus meant when He said, "If you are merciful, you received." Let's pray together. Our Father. when we judge ourselves in light of who He is and what He's done, we understand how far short we have come. And when we understand that He feels the burden of every person and the pain, and we feel it not, we're indicted Father I pray that you'll help us to become people who really care for others feel for others and who in feeling for others places his life at the disposal of that need Grandfather the kind of commitment that would make following Jesus really following Jesus. For I pray in His name ask it for His Son. There will be three invitations this morning. first invitation is for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Because He loved you He provided the gift of His Son for your salvation. And we love Him because He first loved us. I'm asking you this morning just to respond to that love. To come and give your life to Jesus Christ. To invite Him into your heart. To be your Savior. If you're watching by television this morning, I ask you just to get down where you are on your knees. Or maybe you're in a hospital bed or sick bed. Ask Jesus into your heart. I invite you this morning to come place your life in the fellowship of God's people in the church. Help us. Come and show us what it means to care for other people. To be an example of love and mercy. Maybe you need to come this morning to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. Not live for for others, but for self. So while we have our invitation, we invite you to come. On the first word as we stand to sing.